Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. It is episode 133 of our podcast, not a particularly special number, um, and it's being recorded on the 19th of November. I don't know why it felt important that you know the date today, but maybe it's because it's a 19 in it. There you go. I implicitly thought that was an important thing because it's got a 19 in it. No? Does that work? I don't know. Anyway, hi guys, how are you doing? Good, good. In recovery mode from the last couple of days. All, all is well. We've all just got back from Italy, haven't we? Various different yes. states. So I'm sure you guys are in post-tour blues. I didn't really do a tour. I did one show, but you guys did a few shows. So I'm sure you're feeling there right now, especially you, Mr. Dye. We did what? Did you do five or seven? Or? Uh, four. 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 Four, yeah, four, four dates. So what was that? Three in Germany and one in uh, Italy? W- one in Holland, two in Germany, uh, and then Milan. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, okay, we, we kind of know how each other are because we've spoken in the last few days, but our listeners out there don't. So, Russell, I'll start with you. How are you, Russ? Yeah, no, all is good. Um, didn't manage to um, get in quite as many shows as Mike, so um, I um, globe-trotted across to... Uh, Germany on the Tuesday, um, managed to catch the Munich show, spent a couple of days in there taking in the sights, and then um, hopped over to um, the Milan show, which is, uh, as we know, the end of the tour, the home celebratory show of the 119, and uh, the three of us got to uh, spend some time and uh, catch up, which was good. So, uh, like um, Mike, really, just on recovery mode with lots of coffee and severe lack of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. And speaking of Mike, um, how are you, sir? Um, I'm good. I'm I'm tired from uh, having to get up super early um, today. But um, as you say about post-tour blues, it is in that stage where you're in recovery mode um, and feeling the disappointment that it's all at an end. But has been fun traveling everywhere and... uh, it's it's fun as always to catch up with you two as well. I did see your post, or your picture of the Duomo in the middle of Milan yeah. when it dark, uh-huh. and I thought that was early. <laughs> yeah, six uh, six forty five this morning. I thought there is literally nobody here. What time was your flight? Um, quarter past ten. Okay. Well, there we go. So, top travel tip for anybody going to Milan: if you want to avoid the selfie stick and friendship band, guys. Yeah, and pigeons <laughs> and the and the pigeons, but they're less annoying than the friendship band and the selfie stick guys. Then <laughs> <laughs> head over at, at six forty-five in the morning. You could avoid all of that, as well as if you're really lucky, you might also avoid the guys that are now selling the what the sparkly bubble things yeah. <laughs> and red roses <laughs> and the red roses that are everywhere. And my personal favourite, the guys with the um, recording loud horns. So, <laughs> who are so persistent there's a story here was it was it on the Saturday Friday night Friday night outside the wizard pub in Milan right by the canal and one of them comes over to me and he keeps thrusting this this sort of foghorn thing this recording horn into my hand and I just say no grazie and he records it and then plays it back <laughs> and I'm like I mean if you can't get the message <laughs> It's there for all time. Oh, yes, you've recorded my voice saying no thank you to your request to buy something. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Right, so what have we got this week? Well, as I say, we've we've all just come off uh, the 190 show. 190 show? The 119 show 
tour. God, that's a bit of a mouthful, uh, which we'll talk about in a little while. And while we were over there, we got to speak to fellow Coella Michaela, who has gone on a little bit of an adventure, really. She came all the way over. Well, I say came over. She went to Germany from Israel, her home country, and uh, saw a number of the shows, ended up in Milan. We got to hang out with her and uh, speak with her. Uh, and, uh, well, we'll... You'll get to hear the result of that now. Now, the background noise is a little bit strange because we were in a ice cream store, weren't we, guys? We were in the uh, gelateria right right by the Costello, um, which is a, a bit of a haunt of ours. I think we've uh-huh. all been there a few <laughs> times now. So we were sitting in the middle of the gelateria uh, having the conversation. Uh, the mic picks up, hopefully picks everything up okay. And you'll get to hear a little bit more about uh, Michaela's adventures and uh, what she thinks being a look look oil fan means so there we go are you guys ready to jump because i want to see everyone in here jump 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 all right so uh where are we guys we're in Milan. We're in Milan. We're in Gelateria. Yeah. What's the name of this place? Bar Castello. Bar Castello. Okay, so we're in Bar Castello in Milan. And uh, Mike's here. Russ is here. Ava's here. So, hello, Michaela. Hello. Hello. Uh, tell us about yourself. What? Um, as I said, I'm 23, came from Israel, huge fan, uh, decided to follow the band on the German tour, the whole date, and uh, the Milan show, and today we're doing the VIP tour. We're doing the VIP tour yeah, in about yeah. an hour's time. Yeah. So we just had ice cream and I had ice cream and coffee, so you had ice cream, it was a bit of a massive fallout over coffee and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a sugar rush. Yeah, and you got sugar rush. So tell us about your experience on the tour, come on, do you want to know? Why did you choose to follow the people all the Germany? I've been a huge fan for 11 years now. Yeah. Um, saw them first live uh, in 2017. Yeah. Uh, that was their first time in Israel. And I don't know, I had like this... Uh, it was insane. That was like my dream. I was saving money to see them abroad, and suddenly they came to Israel, and I decided to wait for that show, and it was the best day of my life. And after that, I decided I don't want to miss out on the good things in life, and suddenly wake up 10 years later thinking that I missed out my favorite band. And I started following them on dates uh, abroad, and when they announced this tour and the six shows in Germany, I said, well... That's it. That's that's like for me. I'm gonna do that. Let's follow them in Germany and fulfill a lifelong dream. It was like the best experience ever. Um, it was crazy. Just hanging out with the band every day, front row, kicking ass, screaming, singing, crying yesterday like a freaking baby. Um, but it was just so worth it because they're just awesome people that look out for their fans and it was just insane. I just felt like I'm in a surreal world. Um, don't even know the dates or the day. I just know I have a show tomorrow, today and I'm super sad it's over but super excited for the VIP and you You'll know. You'll get the post blues, you? You'll get the post yeah. blues. Yeah. 
I am. I think as soon as I land back home, it's gonna sink in, and I'm just gonna cry. I don't know. Like I wanna go back. But <laughs> I'm gonna text all of you guys. Like oh, help me. But it was, we'll cheer you up, don't worry. We'll find beats to send you. It was, it was worth it, seriously. So like, do you have a, a favorite part of the set list? Or a highlight? I think yesterday's piano set was the highlight That's for me. Falling and Wide Awake. Falling and Wide Awake again, because I cried at the 119 show. So we haven't really touched on that, but you... You went to London for the 119 show, no? Yeah. So we first met face-to-face -face in London. That's true. You were on the barrier, I think, on the left-hand side? I was uh, second row okay. on the uh, on Didi's and Andrea's side. Yeah. yeah. So you look at the stage, the right-hand side. Yeah. Yeah, so you were there for that. And what was the highlight then? What's the highlight over the last two? I think the highlight there was well, probably the whole show. Um, I was super excited. I got the VIP also for that one. And suddenly just getting a hug from the band, being recognized after one show in Israel, that was crazy for me because that just shows what wonderful people they are. And suddenly after, I think at the piano set, everything started to sink in for me there because I was so overwhelmed by the power of the show and the meet and greet that we did, you guys did with the fans before, that was like crazy. Suddenly meeting people from all around the world and just talking about the crazy experience with, well, everyone. Everyone has this own special, unique story with the band and how they did, I know, some good thing for them or changed change their life. And um, I had my story from Israel and it was just so fun to share these stories and know that they're just awesome. Um, so it all sank in and went for me for Wide Awake, because Wide Awake is a very special song for me. Uh, it has a lot of meaning since the first time I heard it, and suddenly I wasn't expecting to hear it live, and I broke down. And the funny thing is that when I broke down, uh, they continued to encore, and then I Forgive went on. That's a... Uh, it's like a rock and roll song. You're supposed to jump and sing, and I was crying. And the guard was just went up to me, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Just emotional." It just kept crying the whole encore, and I think it went back there that moment, um, but with a lot more meaning. Because after this whole tour, suddenly the final show, suddenly a piano set again, suddenly these songs again, and I was just holding Russell like, "I'm not gonna get through this." I was just, I knew as soon as they went like the piano at it, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna let it all go because I don't know how I went through seven nights of hearing one cold day and not crying and then it just, like the water work just started and uh, it was hard man, but it was so worth it, like it's good tears, it's, uh, you're feeling relief, yeah, so that was awesome, so piano sets I think at both shows, uh, I really like Soul into Hades, so awesome to hear it like seven times again great song and Kamalize the band is just I don't know they were on fire like every night I really enjoyed the show in Weinheim stage super low holding the band's hand like Andrea right in my face it was crazy crazy experience I really liked the small venues and getting just super close to the band so this whole experience was just 
insane. Was worth the waiting of the three four hours before the show. Yeah, freezing my ass off, but it was so worth it. So damn worth it. It was just. What would your um, advice be to someone who wanted to do what you've just done? What would you tell someone who hasn't done this before? Then just do it. Seriously, don't think about it. Because I was just always talking to Russell. Like, he was, do you even have a plan? I'm like, I don't know. I'll just take the bus or stuff. And that's what we did. Like, I, uh, I had flights and places to stay. And just went with it. Because I knew that I want to do that. I don't care really how. Because seriously, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And you just have to do it because if you have the possibility now you don't know what's going to happen in a year or two or in a week from now so just do it and you're going to so enjoy yourself and for me that's like the biggest dream and that's crazy and I just think about when's the next tour to do it again because it was so so freaking worth it even if I would have slept in a tent I don't know whatever I lost my luggage I did this 10 days you got that nope <laughs> it's probably maybe in Israel I don't know but it was just so worth it like it didn't even matter because they made it worth it and it was just just do it seriously that's my best advice if you ever thought about it just do it because if you think about it you want this then just go for it you won't regret it especially if you really love the band they will give the love back like one million percent more so it's worth it they do have a sort of special ability to recognize people that have only ever met once before right? everybody feels yeah. Oh, that's something like very few people do. They do it as a collective. It's quite amazing. Yeah. It just draws you in. Yep. Christina pointing you out, Didi throwing pics, Maki fist bumping you. Yeah. That's like, that's what they do. Yeah. It's amazing. That is. So, what's next? You coming over for the next UK tour? Of course. We already had that settled. Okay. Right. So, we're going to do yeah. that. Karaoke in the car. Of course. Yeah, good stuff. Um, subways. Farm shop. Farm shop. Yeah. Alright. We've got a certain things that we that. always tick off. Slayer. Apples. Apples are apples. Yeah, we've got to go apples in Manchester. Kebab house. Yeah. Kebab? Oh yeah, trust me, it's a good one. I actually love kebab. <laughs> it's risky in Israel, I don't know. <laughs> it's risky worldwide. <laughs> it's risky everywhere. Yeah. You've got to do it, you've got to do it. Okay, Carrie um, in Birmingham. Yeah. Farm shop on the way to Glasgow. T-Bay. T-Bay, yeah. We've got Charing Cross, Glasgow. Yeah. We've got more chicken. Don't worry, we've got a full-on team right all right, I'm down for that. Okay, good, good. Um, what other questions do we have, guys? What other questions for that? What does saying that we're call fan mean? I was going to give you that one, Russ. Go on, Andy. Oh, no. That's the, that's the big question that comes at the end of every Wow, what it means to me? Yeah. Man, now I have to be really cheesy, though. I think what I mean, got... you've been crying for the last four times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are these guys? I'm here for. No, I'm kidding. I think what it means to be is. Uh, I think what's special about this band is that you're. Uh, they're kind hearted people, good hearted people um, who are true to themselves. So that's what got me hooked on this band. Because it makes you um, be really who you are and want to achieve 
more and all your dreams. So for me, it's like being this good person. And I think that you can see that on all co coilers around shows, that we always help each other out and get excited when we see someone's first show. And I hope I did that for some fans I met on this tour. So for me, for being a Lacuna Coil fan is being true to myself, be a good person, the best version of me that I can ever be. And you know, just, I don't know, never let something stop me. Like, I don't know. Well, like nothing enough. stands in your way. Exactly, exactly. If I have to be cheesy, nothing stands in my way. Yeah. And I fear nothing. I need to complete that. Yeah. So I think that, I think that is, what? We fear nothing? We fear nothing. Yeah. So I think that, that's, that's what it is to me. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us here. Yes. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Until next time. Ha, <laughs>
happens uh, if if they've got a lot of room to move around during the songs. There was literally no room for anyone to do anything, which for me, I think that worked really well because it was a small environment and you're up close and personal with them. Um, and especially if you've never seen them before, it's um, certainly a wow factor for a, for a very small venue like that. It sounds to me like they were just literally planted on the stage with nowhere to room, no, no room to yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they came on and <laughs> that was pretty much it. They could <laughs> move slightly, but not not much at all. <laughs> and what was that experience like for you, Russell? You said that it was rather small and quite intimate. Yeah, I mean, exactly what Mike said, to be honest. Um, it reminded me very much so of the Borderline show on the Dark Legacy Tour in 2012 in London. So oh, right, yeah. very, very small, very, very intimate. Um, still remember that show candidly because it was like pizza was playing his guitar on our lap. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, I would say Munich was um, smaller than that. And um, having a chat with um, Andrea after the show outside the venue, he sort of was of the same opinion that it was probably the if not one of the smallest venues that they'd ever played and as mike said it made for a, a special evening because the band was sort of smack bang in your face um credit to to the crew because somehow don't ask me how but they managed to get the full backdrop and production onto the stage i think the only thing they couldn't fit on there was was two smoke machines uh, but, and uh, the band so they basically you know <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys there's no room for you because we put the tent up sacrificed for the placement of diego and uh, mackie quite key to the, uh, the performance really <laughs> yeah. um but, oh, yeah. yeah no it was a really really special show uh, because of the intimacy of it and you know, the sound in the room, um, you know, I think you'll agree with me. We always remember that time we went and saw the band play in Z7 in Switzerland. And it was like a cool venue because it just had a vibe and a great sound. And I would sort of compare the Munich venue at Strom to that, but on a much, much, much smaller scale. But yeah, I mean, the crowd seemed to enjoy it, considering it was a, a Tuesday night. And it, it just went over really well. Excellent. I'm really gutted I missed it. Sounds like it was a particularly unique experience and a great way to see a band that you've seen many times in the past in a completely new way, I guess. So um, I'm glad someone got a chance to see them. So good job, guys. As I say, I'm only a little bit jealous. <laughs> um, so the that, that was Strom. And then we have the Milan show, which was at the um, Santeria Social Club, which is the south side of Milan. I'll say walking distance, but it's a yeah, it's a, I guess about a mile out from the centre, if not a little bit further. Um, and that was quite an interesting place in itself, wasn't it? Because the the club was like a a restaurant pub kind of atmosphere, wasn't it? It was like a bar at the front. You could get food, and then it was through a doorway, and you're into the the hall itself, which I thought was quite interesting. You could turn up early and have a bite to eat and drink a few, and you you wouldn't know that there was a reasonably sized music venue just through a couple of doors. I thought that was quite good. What did you guys think of the show? I I always uh, enjoy um, the Italian shows and especially Milan because it usually is the end of the tour. And I thought that uh, energy wise, the the, uh, the crowd were very into it, and and they were um, the band as well. It uh, it was a nice celebration for like I know it's been a short tour of about three weeks and. It's, it seems to be a good length for the tour, and it, it was a nice, uh, nice end to it in the in the home uh, city. Mm. What about you, Russell? What did you think of it? Yeah, no, I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, certainly talking to um, a couple of people like Mike and Mikhail, who obviously did uh, the majority of the tour. The the feedback was generally that the mu- 
the Milan show. It was the best crowd of the tour, most energetic, most engaging, as you'd sort of expect for being a, a hometown show. A lot of friends and, and family there. And again, the vibe in the room was great. The sound was great. And obviously the, the standout moment for the uh, Milan show, I think, was that obviously being a hometown show, the band wanted to do something special. So there was a, a dedication in the in the set to Claudio Lau, obviously the original guitar player for One Cold Day. That was a, a very moving moment. And mm. Christina gave a speech, uh, which was probably one of the two highlights for me. Um, the second of which was um, they brought out uh, Suvi Zamponi, who did the piano playing for the actual 119 show in London and they brought her out in Milan and they sort of did an impromptu sort of uh, acoustic set just um, leading into the encore uh, where Christina did uh, Falling and uh, Wide Awake and I think you know we're not blessed to have seen Falling you know hundreds of times uh, but in the times that we have seen it I think that the performance that christina gave vocally in milan whether it was because of the the stripped back nature of the performance i think it's by far and away the best i've ever heard her sing that song so that was a real highlight for me at a show yeah I, i'm not quite sure there were that many dry eyes in the house when um mm. falling was sung I mean, as you say just because of the nature of the performance it was just her and a piano and and it it really felt like falling all over again you know the the original really stripped down basic sound and just her voice carrying it and it was extremely powerful i was standing much further back than you two at that point i'd uh, taken photos for the first three four songs about five until someone spotted me and told me to get out damn it you know i, I kind of hit at the back while well, say hit at one end where it was dark and no one knows you for a little while um but once i'd done that i really didn't have much choice but to sort of move further the back so i was down the right hand side then i moved around towards the uh the the engineers and then move right around to the left and sort of saw it from different angles and um firstly great part of doing that is you get to see the lighting so you know wolfie pulled the stops out again and delivered a great lighting performance but i looked around and i got to see that there were a few people that were very surprised at the choice of uh, falling, being being sung, and um, clearly quite emotional as a consequence. So that was a, that was a very special moment. I thought uh, it was a it, it was a really good set list, which I mixed it up, uh, which, and, and by mixing it and adding in falling, I think it really added something. Um, you mentioned Mike, they dropped Hyperfast and uh, Veins of Glass. I was disappointed in that. Um, I'm mm. a big fan of both of those songs, uh, especially Veins of Glass. Mostly in, in that context because I don't see it very often. Um, yeah. So yeah. you know, it's always great to get a chance to to um, hear that song. Um, disappointing that we didn't see that. But anyway, that's a minor thing considering just how good the the overall vibe was of the concert. So, yeah, really good into a tour, I thought. Um, wish I'd been there for the rest of it. And the next day, the Kunikul did something quite unique, didn't they? So, for those of you who have forgotten, uh, they had a VIP meet and group, which you could uh, subscribe to if you wanted to. Uh, there's a special ticket you could buy, which would get you into the show. Was it about 30 minutes, I believe it was, before Doors? So that's yeah, on, yeah. on the Thursday. You you go there. You got your ticket, which you bought. You exchange that for a basically a laminate pass, which is VIP on it. Uh, there was a song badge and um, access to the venue early, and some instructions on where to be in Milan 
at a certain time on the Friday. There was actually two of them. There was 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. With three of us, um, through luck or serendipity, ended up on the 5 p.m. Um, event, shall we say. And uh, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has seen it by now. But uh, Lacuna Core did something very clever, very special, I thought. Uh, they, those of you who've been to Milan will know that there are a number of trams that run around the, the, the centre of the city. Um, and they're quite modern trams, really. But there are also some trams that you can hire for special events. So what Lacuna Core did was they hired a special tram, quite old-fashioned one, all wood inside, beautiful thing it was. And they decorated it, I think it's fair to say, uh, as a Lacuna Core 119 tram, a special service. Uh, the whole thing was covered. And I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. So when that turned up, that was a real eye-opener for me. I thought, wow, that looks amazing. That looks really quite special. What did you guys think of it when you first saw it? Yeah, the wow factor, it coming around the corner and... Uh... You've got uh, the the first group ending their journey with big smiles on the faces, and and obviously we started our journey. And I think that I mean I've done the meet and greet with uh, Le Cole a couple of times, and it's just a standard uh, meet and greet where you get stuff signed, um, you might get a T-shirt, you get some pictures, and that works uh, with various other bands. But this was um, completely. Uh, off the page in how uh, good it was that they mm. they would do something so special and very unique and I, I can't imagine there's many if at all anyone that's ever done that possibly and it it was a really nice treat it really was wasn't it and it was an hour and a yeah. half long so yeah yeah a long long time yeah yeah what did you think of it Russ yeah I thought it I thought it was great I thought everything about it the vibe the setup the way that you know, we've told we've told this story a couple of times about how Lacuna Coil are supremely unique as individuals because they're so approachable, they're so down to earth, and they are literally the nicest people on earth that you can meet. And if you think, you know, for what some bands do charge, uh, we won't name names, but I'm sure we can think of a couple where they do do a VIP, and we're talking, you know, extortionate prices for a quick five minutes, maybe a photo, one item signed, and ship you out the door. Whereas in comparison for what was, you know, a reasonable price, you know, you got to spend an hour and a half, two hours, literally, you know, on a tram in the centre of Milan, seeing the city with Lacuna Coil. And, you know, they would happily pose for pictures, they'd happily sign anything. But more than that, they just want to, you know, experience a connection with, with their fans um, all in the same place at the same time. And again, it just is a true testament to them as people as to how how great human beings they are. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it, it, as, as we were saying before, the, the event was an hour and a half long and it was going around different parts of the city. And when you're on there, you could just chill out. They were like passengers on the same train, tram as you. <laughs> And you could have things signed, you could have a conversation, you could have pictures, selfies, whatever taken. And that was just great because it was an hour and a half. It wasn't five minutes, it wasn't shake the hand, then move along the queue like you're 
I don't know, getting food in a prison lineup, you know, in the kitchens. It was, <laughs> it, it was, it was actually a, a general, generally a, a time that you could just hang out, have conversations about every, anything and everything, and they were there. Yeah. And you know, as you say, the purpose of them being there was to connect, and it felt really special. And of course, you'd look out the window, and there'd be loads of people taking photos as it went past because it was very distinctive, making its way through the the streets of Milan. <laughs> the, the, the trams are generally grey with a couple of adverts on the side this looked very very special and then about two thirds of the way round it stopped everybody got out and there was a big group photo taken I assume the same thing happened to the first group and then you carried on uh, the band got off and then it carried on to where we started and you got off and that was the end of it but it was a really special uh, experience and uh, I'm very pleased that I got a chance to experience it as i'm sure you guys are so yeah that was that was the unique meet and greet i'm i I think it's got them thinking about what they can do in the future so it wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if this is not the the last time that we uh we see something special like this but it it really did feel like a um something that really only lacuna curl would do (laughs) that's what i felt like like (laughs) you guys so there we go well i think we kind of covered the um the events of the 119 show and the uh, unique Milan uh, meet and greet the following day. Uh, I guess now we've just got to wait to see what they do next. Uh, the uh, the Nothing Stands in Our Way book has just, it's just being released. I think if my Facebook feed's anything to go by. Quite a lot of people are seeing their copy turn up. Uh, if you look on the Empty Power website, you'll see that I I managed to do an early review of it last week, so check that out if you're interested and uh, want to know whether or not it's it's worth your time. Um, And, of course, guys, I think we probably need to do a little bit of homework and uh, watch that video. That video, God, how old school am I? (laughs) (laughs) Get me VHS Betamax. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that Blu-ray or DVD or whatever it is we have and uh, come back together in the near future and reflect on that as well. Um, I also have some interviews uh, with Andrea and Christina and Marco uh, about the book, so you'll get to find out a little bit more inside information uh, about how they pulled the book together and some of the challenges they had. But uh, more on that in our next episode. So guys, I think we kind of We've come to a natural conclusion today, actually. I think it's been good catching up with you guys again after the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, been good to reflect on the Milan show and the meetup. And, of course, it's been absolutely stellar having Michaela join us on the podcast in Milan and tell us about all of her experiences. I really hope we get a chance to speak to Michaela again because she's a lovely person and it was great hanging out with her. So... Well, without further ado, I think we need to say goodbye and uh, go back to listen to Lacuna Core. I don't know about you. I've got a yeah, yeah. Blu-ray I want to watch. <laughs> I'm wasting any more time, me time talking to you guys. I'm going to go off and watch my Blu-ray. <laughs> right, guys. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening to the Empty Sparrow podcast. I uh, really appreciate the, the feedback we get. As a reminder, you can uh, you can connect with us at the Empty Spiral website, which is www.emptyspiral.net, of course. That's our main site. Uh, we're also on Facebook, uh, which is, of course, facebook.com uh, forward slash emptyspiral.net. And you'll also find us on Twitter, which is at Empty Spiral Net. And there's a few things get tweeted from time to time. 
Um, if you want to be on the show, just reach out to us through any one of those channels. Um, we're always keen to hear about anybody who's got an interest in looking a coil, whether you're a coiler, whether you're a content uh, creator on the internet, and uh, you just want to reach out to like-minded people, do get in contact with us. Guys, I think we're done. Um, thank you very much, and I'll uh, speak to you all soon. Cheers, Cheers guys. Everyone.